Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hello Hosty podcast. Today I am joined by Jane Matt of Jane Matt Coaching, um, based up in Scotland, the west coast of Scotland. Hello, Jane, and thank you for joining us. Hi, Clive. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Brilliant. So um, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, who you are and, and what service it is that you offer? Yes, yeah, sure. So basically, um, I'm Jane Mack and um, I am a holiday-led agency or holiday-led coaching consultancy for holiday homeowners and people who run holiday-led agencies. So I used to actually have my own agency in the past. Um, it was my husband and I actually had an agency. It was a holiday-led agency and it was started off with just property management. So we just looked after the holiday homes. And then we expanded it and um, we brought in all the netting, the advertising, the bookings. Uh, we did a lot of streamlining in it, brought in new services and basically grew it um, to the point that one of the UK's largest uh, netting agencies wanted to buy it. So after a, a year of talks, if you like, um, yeah, we sold it to them. Um, they wanted into our market over in the Isle of Ireland, but they couldn't get in because we were there. So we then continued to work with it, work with it you know, for another couple of years. And then after that, you know, for me, the time was right to move on. And, um, you know, I had a real passion for helping people in their holiday homes and helping people move their businesses forward. So that's what's brought me into doing the coaching and consultancy now in the holiday lit industry. Superb. So you must have a, a plethora of knowledge around the, uh, the short-term rentals and, um, and holiday lettings. I do, I do. I swear I could have written about 10 books on the things, the situations, the experiences I've learned and the conversations I've had. So yes, I've got a lot. And I think because I've got all that knowledge and experience, I just love sharing it with people, you know, because all the things that I went through are things that everybody else is going to go through, you know. So it's, um, yeah, that's why I just love that whole sharing of it all and helping people. So how many properties were you managing when you sold? So we were managing up to, what were we sold? I think we were about... 55 all in so we'd started off with like 30 property management company uh, properties just management and then we decided to let we brought on i think we started the website with three properties on that um kind of hoping that we'd go to maybe 10 or 15 and that's just quite nice to tick it over with the next thing before we knew it, we were at 50 and then up to 55 and when we sold it um so everybody who had property management with us had then come across for letting with us, they've been with other um, organizations that moved across. So it just it just really grew. We just kind of had a, there was a gap in the market. We grabbed it and it grew. So it was, it went really well. So many questions I have. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so let's start with your number one tip for growing, for growth in a property management business. What's your number one tip? I would say, um, try to fo focus very much on what the solutions are rather than striving for perfection and everything. Um, I think the biggest thing that we get, well, certainly I got caught up in um, years ago, was that trying to make everything perfect for everybody all the time, that every stage should be perfect. But there's actually so many elements in the industry that are completely out with our control that we can't control. We can't control borders breaking down. We can't control Wi-Fi not working, you know, things out with it. So it's about how you deal with the situation rather than, you know, getting stressed out over the fact that things didn't go perfectly. How can you deal with it and how can you, you know, meet your customers' expectations through it? Yeah, good advice. I often uh, feel that, that in my business endeavors, quite often I'll notice people that are focusing on the micro um, when really it's the macro that, you know, yeah. keep our eye on. Um, yeah. So how did you manage to, to, to scale in terms of how did you acquire new properties? I know you said they, they were, uh, a lot of them were coming to you, but why were they coming to you? 
So I think for us, the big thing was we had, because we were on, on an island, we had, an, we had an office there, which we, when we expanded the business, we got a new office, which was a really prominent location, which had parking, which was opposite the ferry terminal. So we, we placed ourselves there um, on a purpose, obviously, because we knew we needed to have that that sort of location. So for us then, our big the big thing for me really was always about that personal service and gaining those really good relationships with people. So whether it be the owners, whether it was the guests that were staying with us. So a lot of our business came through referrals and reputation because we built such a reputation on the island. Um, obviously, we had to work with all our suppliers and our trades and all the people around us. So we had a lot of good connections there, a lot of relationships. Um, people wanted to work come with us as well because they could get that personal service. So that was a big thing for a lot of people who had their homes here. And a lot of our guests here because they wanted they wanted to come in somewhere and book their holiday while they were still here. They wanted to book for the next year. And we, we made sure we offered all those services that people needed so we were available to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that came from feedback from previous owners who really wanted just to be, have somebody to come and talk to. They wanted somebody who knew about their property. They wanted somebody who knew where it was and about it. They wanted to talk to about it. They didn't want the companies who were not on the island who didn't know about their properties. You know, they may have fancy systems and all this great stuff that we didn't have, but they didn't have that personal experience. And that was a big pulling factor for us. So, um, you know, I, I would get new owners who would ask me, you know, where do you advertise? And do you advertise in all these different places? And we did, because we didn't have the budget for it. But what I could give them was, I'm here when you're, you know, when something happens in your property or your guests, we're right here. I'm here for when you want to come in and see me and or be at the house, we're here for you. We have all the local trades to hand. We have the relationships with these suppliers. So that was our big selling point rather than I've got a really fancy website that's got a great owner login and I've got a huge marketing budget because that wasn't the thing for our, our owners. So for the ones, people who wanted us, that's where they came to us for. Yeah. So so really, I hear two things there. It's like the personal touch and also your, the physical positioning of your office. Sounds like a smart move to be like you said near the near the the, the ferry port. So I guess I've not been to your island, but I guess that that's uh, that's where everybody comes in and goes out. They have to see you when they get yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So um, how did you keep track of all your bookings and communicate with your your guests and your team? When this was going so on. For us, um, automation was a big thing. So obviously we got a booking system built into the website and that was all automated. So bookings, um, confirmations, emails, directions, everything was all automated. Um, and then uh, we also have a property management system. So that would log everything to do with, had everything for the owner's things, side of things. So it was all their statements, all their income, their expenses, their, their clients' accounts we held, plus all the maintenance. So we would manage everything there and a list of what was outstanding, who was dealing with what, and all the, all the records could basically be kept up to date. So anyone could have jumped into it, seeing what was happening. So that was the sort of two main um, areas where we kept everything up to date. As well as that, we had good old spreadsheets. Um, you can't get a spreadsheet sometimes, just yeah. everything was shared in the team, because we had a team of seven. So everything was shared, so everybody knew where to go for the monthly tasks, the annual tasks that needed to be done. It was all very much structured out and scheduled. Yeah. Um, because it had to be, but you know, by the time I left in the business, you know, we were at over 70 properties by that stage. So everything had to be very much, you know, quite simply done, but very streamlined and yeah. very easy to operate. We've like, we're at the moment where we are, the, the bane of my life is, is these statements monthly. It's like, oh God, <laughs> the month is yeah. statement day. And it's like all these statements got to go out and then. And, and, and keeping track of everything. And we use Excel, but um, at the moment we're building our own software. It sounds like you had your, your own software built. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're building, building our own to take care of this because uh, it's it's something which like, 
it requires being very litigious. You need to be exact and, and oh. it takes a lot of time if you're just using the Excel spreadsheet. So we're at the moment building a bit of software for that. Watch this space. I'll notify you once that's a, uh, once that's. It's fine to be, I, I love anything that's automated because there were some things that ours didn't automate, obviously regarding, obviously around the statement side and it was always around maintenance jobs gets done. That had to go in a pile for that then had to be manually input. So there were the manual still, which were the above bearers. Um, but it, others, yeah, there were still manual stuff, but it was, at least it was all in one place. That was the yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah, there probably was a lot more automation we could have done. And I think anyone can do, probably if I was still there, I would have some form of more big bespoke section that was just automate and slide everything yeah. into. Yeah. Automation is king, really. Oh my God. Yes, definitely, definitely. There's nothing more satisfying than building a system and then stepping back and then watching things happen and going. Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, when we first had the business, that we had a lot of duplication of when bookings came in. I went on the folder for the housekeeper. I went on the sheet for the housekeeper. I went. I was like, "Why are we doing all this? Why are we like three places? We're putting manually putting stuff." So that's when we started with new systems in and everything. So yeah, it d- definitely makes it saves so much time. So much time. Yeah. Your time's better spent elsewhere then. Yeah, exactly. You have to be a master of your own time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So speaking of time, what do you spend most of your time doing? Well, now you're a consultant. So uh, as a consultant, what, what do you spend most of your time doing with your clients? Um, depends on what it is. A lot of, most of it is, be more, is more around the sort of maximizing the rental potential of the property. So it's what properties need. Um, I had a couple of calls with people last week. They were actually all about direct bookings. It was like, how do we get that? So social media comes into it a lot. Um, and that sort of piece of storytelling and being yourself and showcase it's not all about your property but it's about you behind the scenes and so there's a lot of that comes into it as well um another person next week i'm speaking to and that is actually about i don't know how to use instagram help me with instagram so that is purely what we're, we're working on is just instagram because she once again it's about direct bookings so yeah. you know it can vary from, from place from person to person but there's some common themes coming through um certainly around i think the social media is a huge one on it it's, a, yeah. it's, part it's interesting it's the social media is interesting because I was very much of the idea that the way to use social media with short-term rentals is to build a brand, which is it it it, it transcends platforms. So it, it's the brand across every social media platform, across every booking platform, and the guests smart enough to find you on social media. I was I, I thought this was this was the, the the way to handle social media. But then I'm, I had an interview, a, a, a podcast interview with a a guy called Ben Little. It's, it, you you can see it on oh, yeah. or whatever, and um, he he is a content creator for short-term rentals he blew my mind he um he he was t- talking to me about the benefits of creating reels um like uh, like short form content um and getting if you can create something that goes viral he's he's created a couple of pieces of content that went viral he's in australia and um he had three hundred fifty thousand views on one of his videos and the, the the bookings rocketed for this owner and um really blew my mind i i thought it's uh it's it's a new it's a new take on the short-term rental marketing on social media i think there's so much right i think there's so much fun stuff you can do when you've got a property to showcase and areas around about it you can use there's so much fun stuff you can do on it but i think for some owners it's there's a time issue on it obviously but there's just that knowledge of how do i do it oh. how do i do this and you know they don't want to put themselves over there's a bit of a, a lack of confidence side there and it's so you know there's quite a lot comes into it but i think if you've if you're willing to do it, you can create some great stuff out there. Yeah. So, what's your what's your big tip on 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 Instagram, for example? What would you what would you say is like uh, the number one thing that an owner can do to to drive direct bookings with Instagram? Um, I would say a couple of things, and and show yourself on it. So let people get to know you. 
because people love to book with the, you know, people buy for people, don't they? So people want to get to know the person they're going to be booking with. So I think that's quite a good is to bring yourself into it, bring some storytelling into it and just share the experience, show it as an experience because that was always, you know, Instagram wasn't around when I had my, my agency before, but a big part of selling the, the, the properties were about sell the experience to people. Tell them how, what are they going to feel like when they get there? How's it going to look? What's it going to feel? What can you do? And it's about sharing that story and that experience and let people experience something. Yeah, I want that. Oh my God, I have to go and stay there. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's those few aspects come into it, definitely, to, to get yeah. people coming. So, so by by saying that, uh, share the experience, you'd say like, you know, light the fire, make the breakfast yeah. people, this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's even happened, because you know, obviously whenever I did all our properties, I used to stage them, so light the fires and set out your know, wine and cheese or outside a table with the barbecue and all the stuff out there. You know, set the scene, let them see what they can have when they come to your property. And you know, and for a lot of places, if I have a, a really big roll-top bath, fill it full of bubbles and sell Imagine soaking in this after days, walking and exploring the, the area. Give them an idea of what you'll do and then get in that bath. So it's all those wee bits that just really set the scene. Yeah, love it. Oh, superb. Yeah. Um, so what uh, kind of an ongoing theme of this podcast, I like to uh, I like to extract as much value for the, the listener as possible. So do you have any uh, any tools, hacks or or, or, or or tactics that you use that help you in your everyday business life? Um, some of them, one thing I would say is trying to really manage your time. Um, I love that by setting some boundaries and that comes from both my business right now and in the previous business because too quickly we can get swept into being very reactive especially in the holiday lit industry because that can be all consuming um and it's about deciding what you're spending your time on when you're available when you can be available for people and sticking to those boundaries um certainly in that in this industry it's very easy to something happens and we jump to it and we jump to it we jump to a client's need and some of the losses and we forget about all the other things we're doing so it's set those boundaries so you can actually work in your business, spend that time working in your business rather than always in the day-to-day ops, actually spend some time in it. Yeah, excellent. Sounds like some good advice. Um, so look, I don't know how applicable this question would be to you because it sounds like you've had quite a successful career and you've managed to, to sell and and, um, and, uh, and and move on to consultancy. But looking back, what advice would you give to your former self when you started out? Um, I would say, obviously, I think what I said earlier, about don't, don't get so caught up in the everyday perfectionism of it and um, also I would just say realize that actually your business will not fall apart if you actually take some time off and allow yourself time off and that was one thing that we took years to realize that I can actually take time off um, because you, you think that you have to be there all the time because what if something happens you must be there it's your responsibility so I would absolutely say for anyone starting out do realize you do need to take time off and it's okay because your business won't fall apart the time good good advice it's important to recharge, I guess. Also, I think so, because sometimes I think, especially when you have, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going through a season, you know, it's tired, it's exhausting, it's, there's so much happening that you can sometimes fall out of love with your business a little bit. Yeah. So with that bit of take time off, recharge, come back to it, but come back to it, excited to be back into it, back in love with it, wanting to be there. But you come back with ideas, don't you? Come back with thoughts and ideas and things you want to do. And it's bringing that energy back into it, and just I think you need that all the time. You need to keep recharging, especially in a especially when it's very seasonal, really seasonal in the industry. You do need to recharge. Yeah, excellent advice. I guess your your 
You're working hardest while everyone else is on holiday, literally. <laughs> Pretty much, I know. Well, that's it. People used to come into our office and always said, oh, you must love living here. Oh, it's wonderful. And I think, no, I'm in this office all the time. I'm not out doing the lovely things you're doing. So I do love it when I, I you know, obviously I'm not doing that now, but I do love it now the weekend. I, I can go out and sometimes I go and do all the touristy things. I think, oh, I'm a tourist for the day. It's lovely. I love it. So if people would like to find out more about you and about your consultancy services, how will they go about doing so? Um, best thing is just you find me on Instagram, which is at Jane Mac Coaching. Um, also LinkedIn it at Jane Mac. So that's the best place to find me. And then from there, I've got links um, from the bio. Um, it's or, or you can just message me on there. Superb, superb. Jane, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.